they are following their calling, following their passion, but they're also knowingly taking a risk, whether it's with their life or just an injury or just their mental state. It's their heart and their compassion and their drive to want to give. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And the voice you heard was one of Mari White. She's an actress in the movie that will be showing next Monday and Tuesday, October 24 and 25 in Hamburg, as well as in Brandon Crossing in the Lexington, Kentucky area. The movie is called First Responders. It's an inspirational movie that celebrates the vitality of marriage and the bonds of friendship, which carry our film's firefighters, police, and EMTs through their challenges. The movie tells the story of Karen Williams, a trauma therapist who has witnessed firsthand the special courage that shapes those who work in emergency services. But then her husband, a career firefighter, returns from a life-changing blaze. Karen discovers that a degree, along with years of counseling first responders, has done little to personally prepare her to help her husband's battle with PTSD. Unable to see a path to save her marriage, she turns to God and celebrates the truth that through him, all things are possible. Perhaps no one knows this better than the brave men and women who provide emergency services, the ones we call first responders. And without further ado, here's Mari. Welcome back, everybody, to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. And on the show today, I have Mari White. Welcome, Mari, to the show. Hello, hello. So excited to be here. I love your show so much. Yeah, well, I'm going to read your bio, but my son, who is like one of my best critics for the podcast, he said, Mom, stop reading those long bios because just get to the stuff. I'm like, like, I have to. So this time I made sure to say hello and let you speak before I went on. So anyway, oh my goodness, you're just such a beautiful and lovely person, Mari. And this is, let me tell you, if you don't know Mari, Let me tell you a little bit about her. I love the way your bio starts because you're a gummy bear addict. Do you, do you have like a particular brand you like or? Um, I like the, well, I like them all, but I love the, um, I I hope I don't say it wrong, the the Harbo, Haribo, like the the ones in the gold package, absolute favorite since a kid. I love them. And I would even like do something kind of gross. Um, but it was a trend in elementary school. <laughs> you take a gummy bear out the package and you would lick the back of it, right? <laughs> and you wear a white t-shirt and you would like stick them on. And you would like <laughs> around all day. I know it sounds gross, but it was like a bad honor in elementary school to rock all of your gummy bears, like and do different lines. <laughs> and then you know, if you ever get hungry or whatever, you just pull it off. And there you go. Instant treat right there. You won't believe this, but that is my husband's favorite gummy bear also. He he loves those. Yeah. I'm like, they're just, uh, give me chocolate. I mean, forget that. At least they're healthier maybe for you than, (laughs) at least they're they're low in fat. (laughs) That's true. Now they're like, like sugary, sour, sweet kind too. Yes. All gummy bears. And I know you're a cat lover. I think I saw, what is your kitten's name? Your cat's name? 
You know what? This is Emmy. Emmy. <laughs> Emmy. I don't think she's very happy with me. She really wants to eat my um my chicken for lunch. So she <laughs> she's so pretty. Oh my goodness. And you're a bookworm. Okay, so let we got those funsy facts out of the way. But a little bit more serious. Mari White is a two-time Emmy award-winning TV host, actress, and multi-award-winning producer. Trained by mentors from the Actors Studio, Mari has performed in various New York off-Broadway theaters, appeared in multiple films, shows, and commercials. She has graced the cover of various magazines, been featured in numerous print ads, and walked Fashion Week runways. That sounds exciting a little bit. <laughs> um, let's see. As a versatile host, her credits range from Monday Night Football with ESPN to the first ever live online morning show, AOL Rise. Mari has had the honor of creating, partnering, and producing with Christian bands and celebrities to uplift and entertain others through God and family-centered media. And that's kind of what is going to connect us here today, because I recently got to watch the screener of First Responders, and that's, when does that movie actually come out? Um, October the 24th and 20, well, it comes out on the 24th, so okay. it's 24th and 25th. So here shortly, it's going to be out, at least from the time that we're recording this interview here today. But I want you, could you talk a little bit about your character in the show and tell us what she's all about and what appealed to you to play that role? Oh, absolutely. It was such an honor to be considered for this film. I was so deeply touched when I received a phone call and they were talking about it. It's a wonderful film that really kind of highlights the human side of being a first responder. And my character, Nia, what I really like about her is she's a mom, she's a wife, it's her colleague, she loves what she does, she's a police officer, she's a great mom of two kids. She puts on her uniform and she goes to work. I love the evolution of not just my character, but all of the characters throughout the film as there's the camaraderie and just the, the, um, the joy and the fun of, of having that common interests, whether you're, you know, the firefighters, EMT, the paramedic, uh, the police officer, there's a lot that you're going to see. Um, you're putting yourself out there, but also the struggles that come along with it too. And I was blown away once I really dived in to the emotional aspect that comes along with what, what they go through. Um, the PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And I had no idea. I honestly, I just never really thought about it. I never really thought, how does that affect a person when you're driving the ambulance and you're, you're picking up people who are hurt or, or something's not right? Or how, how would that affect someone going in and, and saving people from a fire and just mentally blocking out the fear to focus on your target of saving this life? What happens if you can't save everybody? I felt really bad because I never realized or took the time to think, what is that like? To have that empathy, that compassion, that sympathy. These are still human beings like all of us. We all struggle with different traumatic things that could happen, whether it's something from childhood or whether we were bullied as a kid or even as adults, if there's rejection or, or a difficult, you know, past relationship. But can you imagine? These are things that I kind of feel like we're not really supposed to, to see so much, you know, just all the struggles and the pain and the death and stuff. So I really enjoyed learning 
about that human side of just the struggles that, that go on. And, and there's like a fun love story in there, uh, mixed in there too. And there's some fun, you know, comical moments. So it's, it's not, you know, all heavy or anything, but I can't promise you're not going to tear up either. Uh, but it's very sweet, wonderful cast, great crew. Like everyone was fantastic. It's definitely a movie that I think is going to uh, make you smile, make you think, uh, make you tear up a little bit and just really walk out with a really nice appreciation for for all mankind, really, whether you're like the saver or the savey, I should say, of all of it. So I get really excited about all this stuff, obviously. Oh, I can tell. Did you do anything, Mari, practical to help prepare for that role? I'm thinking years ago, I, I attended what we have in Lexington, in Kentucky. We have something called Citizens Police Academy. And I believe it was maybe a six, eight week program. And for whatever reason, I was kind of interested in that. This was like decades ago. And I thought it would be something fun to do. I actually had a student who was a police officer, which he's the one who told me, hey, Victoria, we've got this Citizens Police Academy. Have you ever thought about that? And so at any rate, it involved everything imaginable with the police force in my city from canine the canine unit all the way to actually we we got to students in the course in the academy got to ride along with police officers and actually during the night when they're on their beat and they're doing their patrolling we got to ride along they would never take us into something dangerous or so we thought, but it was eye-opening. And I, I just wondered, I, I had flashbacks a little bit when when I was watching the, the movie and I wondered, now I'm just wondering, did you have to do anything or, or elect to do anything to help you better prepare for that role? Great question. I would have loved to have done something like what you did. That's fantastic. Um, I didn't get to do that much hands-on, but what I did was I watched a couple of documentaries. I did some mm -hmm. interviews. Uh, with some first responders. I have a lot of friends who are uh, police officers, um, EMTs, paramedics, um, even nurses. I, I know they're not like first responders, but they're still getting it in, really loving on people and things like that. So I spoke with a lot of people and I start to ask them intimate questions about, well, how do you feel when you leave work? How do you feel when you go into work? How does that affect you in your daily life? Um, and things like that. I did some research also um, with some of the nonprofit organizations and just looked at the statistics, simple, just a little bit of Googling online and you'll be blown away. Like you said, eye-opening, huge eye-opener. And I love learning. I want to learn as much as I can about other experiences. It really helps to stretch and grow as far as having that empathy and that compassion and being able to see other perspectives, not just what I've experienced or my life. And it's it's a good stretch. And I think it's great for everyone. I mean, this is a great film for young adults, teenagers. You know, it's a good date night movie. It's informative as well. And there's some entertainment too. Yeah. Where were you stretched the most or how were you stretched the most in filming this? Was it kind of like the emotional connection or that drain or... Or let me just let you answer that question, but where was that stretching for you? Let's see. The stretch for me really came with the idea of having a family, that type of career, being in that field. My character has, like I said, husband, young kiddos. I feel like for me, I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like for me, 
when I see someone who is a first responder, I, I don't think of them as they've got this whole background or history or family or wife, or they're a loving dad or loving mom, or they've got kids at home that may or may not see them again. I don't go past the uniform and the badge or the helmet. And so for me, that was really touching to realize, and, and the kids, great actors too, really absorbing, whoa, when a first responder walks out the house, they are following their calling following their passion, but they're also knowingly taking a risk, whether it's with their life or just an injury or just their mental state. It's, and then you come back and the families are also dealing with it. It's not just that one person. You know, if, if, if dad comes home and he's really upset about something that he saw, he may not be super engaging with the kids or he may be overly engaging with the kids, you know, and so you, you never know. And, and that was the biggest eye opener for me. And it really kind of ties back into the, the human side. Like mm. we're so, we're all the same. We're so human. Um, so that was a, a big stretch for me was, was just realizing, putting myself in the position of, of being a mom and, and doing work like that. Yeah, we do seem to elevate that position in a way like, oh, they can handle it. Or, you know, you we take it for granted almost. Yet, like you said a moment ago, they're entering these scenarios, whether it's patrolling and or pulling someone over for speeding, whatever it might be. Every single moment, it's like their life is in balance, whether they're rushing into that burning house. And then, yeah, you know that, okay, that's really dangerous, especially dangerous or just doing something ordinary, their lives are right there, right there in the balance. And that has to take an emotional toll. I, you know, even the, the one night that I was on the patrol, there was some issue in a park and then another, a lot of drug related stuff and alcohol related stuff. And just in this 12 hour period that I rode along and we went to this building where someone had, so I, I don't even remember all I was told to stay in the car at one point, but it was just, that was 12 hours for me. But for this individual, the, the police officer, that was his every single day job. And I, I also, sometimes if you've ever come upon an accident on the interstate and you know you, you may shoot up a quick prayer, oh Lord, please help, whatever that is going on over there. And then we just drive on by but somebody's gonna come and visually see the trauma. And it's not just, you know, the person in the accident, that might be their only traumatic event. The person coming to help and that first responder, that could be one of so many like dominoes, one after another, after another. It's traumatic for the one individual in certain ways, but it's one trauma. Yet these people have to deal with constant trauma. I, I don't know. I it. Does it, do you think it takes a certain kind of individual to do that? Or where does the strength come, come from? Most of the people that I spoke to, this was their childhood dream. And they just felt like, I really want to do this. I want to save people. I want to help people in some way. I want to love on people. I want to make a difference in someone's life. So there's that drive and ambition to do that. But there is a little bit of a sacrifice there's a self-sacrifice of that innocence and that purity of of what's taken in i believe just my opinion 
And someone mentioned something that was really uh, thought provoking for me is, let's say there's something not so great to see, blood everywhere or something. Someone comes there first, the first responders, and they clean it up. They're going to clean it up before the families come. Uh, they're the ones who are hugging the little kids if there's domestic violence and abuse at home, saying it's going to be okay. And you're comforting a child that you don't know, but you're like loving on them in that moment. And it's, it's such a sacrifice, but giving of yourself. And I can only imagine how rewarding it is. And that's really what keeps them there. It's not the pay. Some phenomenal, amazing, giant, humongous tax bracket that makes them millionaires. It's their heart and their compassion and their drive to want to give. How do you love on people and want to help them, but also carry that burden at the same time? So yeah. it, it was just very, very eye-opening for me, um, like we said. And I'm so glad that I was able to learn and observe and we had you know real uh officers and and um first responders with us on set who were telling their own stories even um and and showing how you do things and how to protect and how you protect yourself when you're approaching a car and just like things i never would have thought of like little subtle things that they do like if this goes wrong this is what we do and who knows maybe they weren't supposed to sell those little say those little, like tips or secrets but it just gave me a huge appreciation for all of it. Yeah, you mentioned something that I think is so important, Mari, about the reward of that. And, and I'm going to pull this kind of in a teeny bit of a different direction, but sometimes the listener, the viewer may not be a first responder. I don't even know what percentage might be. You just stumble upon this, this show. We all have different occupations and we all do things differently in our lives, but sometimes we're met with trauma and with hardship. And a part of what I like to teach and what I try so hard to practice myself is pivoting. It's almost like a reframe. Yes, the reality is there has been trauma. However, from there, how can God turn that to good? Or what can I do? Do I dwell on that tragic? Do I dwell on that hardship and that trial? And I know I'm speaking to a lot of people now. Everyone faces trials and hurdles and hardships. And we have a choice in the matter. We can stay focused on the ickiness and the, the gore, if you will, of our trauma. Or we can instead focus on what God says about it, what God says about himself and what he says about me, even as a result of this trauma, it's a total different perspective. So when you mention that about when I ask you, you know, does that take a different kind of person or how do they do this? You, I think you keyed in on something critically important and that's that, yes, they're faced with all this trauma, but there is a reward and the reward that no doubt is motivating them is one of service and knowing that they could even be a part of saving a life that is motivating and that would help you to you know face these things with maybe with increased strength or stamina there and it just reminded me of how we have to also shift our focus on on just literally and practically in our lives and with what we think about, 
we've got to be very careful about what we focus on. And, and surely there's a way in our trial or hardship that we can focus on God, be, have God-centered thoughts, and also recognize that the reward will come there, a reward, some reward, or maybe we have something to contribute. Maybe we can share our story, uh, a lot of different outcomes there. But that is really a, a profound uh, takeaway, I think, there. As I was watching the movie, one element that I kept thinking about was fear, the element of fear. And as Christians, how do we handle fear? The gentleman who played the father, his relationship with his wife, the trauma that he experienced, or even the fear of the wife losing her husband. Like you mentioned even earlier, we don't know the the struggles that they go through back at home, it doesn't just impact them, it impacts their whole family. Did you get any feedback on on really how to handle fear in any kind of practical way? One thing I appreciated, at least in the film, um, is how they do lean on prayer and God, and they also use resources that are available as well. Sometimes uh, I have a really wonderful good friend who says these amazing quotes, but he'll say, when it comes to fear, that's definitely a hard one. I think for a lot of us, it could be a fear of something small or possibilities, but if you just switch it around, that's fear is the opposite of possibility. And uh, another good friend of mine, um, uh, Michael Tate used to always say things like, worst case scenario, I die and I go to heaven and I'm in bliss. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to think like that, but I don't want to think like that. But at the same time, as believers, I completely understand, like, we will always be okay. Um, but I, I prefer to lean more and focus on, on what you've touched on, you know, the mindset, those promises. Um, prayer is real. It is powerful. It's so, it's as real as this little cup of water right here. Being able to release those fears, to let them go. Uh, as I say, you know, leave it at the altar, whatever. There's no gain in that worry. You can plan, you can strategize, and then you're good. Write it out on a piece of paper and you don't have to let it swirl in your head anymore. Um, but from this movie, I love the fact that they leaned on prayer and they really leaned on good resources as well. So you're kind of getting a little help from all over the place pouring in you. That possibility of the future where you can really recycle all the bad. Like it all happens. We all, we've all, I, I've got a list, but I always tell myself, I'm not going to let that change who I am. I'm not going to let that change the joy in my heart. I'm going to take it. It's like, yeah, a little, like a little, uh, use soda can or something and recycle it into something powerful to be able to help others. You take your trauma and you help heal others with it. And that's something that we're able to, to see also. Like, in the mm, Amen. Yeah, that was beautifully said. I love that. A lot of takeaways there. What do you see next for you? Something equally exciting or what's on the radar for you? Well, I love family-friendly and faith-based uh, entertainment as a whole. So I'm in the process of working on some stuff that focuses towards teens and young adults because I don't feel like they get a lot of support for their faith. And that audience is 
in my opinion, they struggle the most because they're either at college or in high school and they have all these things coming at them. And if you are wanting to focus on your faith, there's not a lot to support that. You might kind of feel like the outsider. So um, those are some projects that I'm working on personally, just kind of wanting to create for that audience. Oh, and there's another film that I'm going to be working on too. I must forget yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's another uh, faith-based film. So I love the whole faith-based community. It feels really good to be able to to do something like that that's healing and helpful for others and encouraging. And so that's my little my little thing. Just an amazing job. And I'm totally with you. There's, you know, as Christians, we have such good news. We really do have good news. And yes, life is hard. Yes, we can get trapped under. Fear. Yes, we can make mistakes. We are human, but we also are privileged. And to me, even to have a, you know, I am a Christian podcast. And so when people drop by, they know that the message is Christian and it's energizing. It is fun. It's inspiring. It's hope filled. The message that you've, that you've given today there could be a listener or a viewer who says, wow, that just, I needed to hear that today. That touched my heart. I know that I'm not alone in my trial or my hardship and we need each other. And so it is really a, a blessing to even support Christian media. You know, I've, I've been working with the media agency who brought me you. I'm on fire. I feel like, oh, this is so much fun to be able to talk about God with other people. There are, we sometimes as Christians, we think, oh, nobody is a Christian anymore yeah. or something like that. And it's just not true. And there mm -hmm. are people who are kind of, they're the frontliners fighting this battle in the 21st century, declaring God's truth. And we're not going to back down and we're not going to relent. And we're going to keep sharing the good news of Christ and what he's done in our life. And whether it's, you know, as you mentioned in prayer and that it's real, that, you know, people need to hear that people need to see someone, a beautiful, accomplished actress like yourself, who is declaring, I'm a Christian and I support faith-based media and I want to be involved in that and I have a heart for teenagers or young adults that is so important so hats off to you Mari and thank you so much for just sharing a little bit of that I have a feeling that you know I may do a little bit more research myself on the just the those statistics you mentioned about first responders I think maybe I'll include some of those in the show notes and the description because I like you I think people would be surprised I remember from the Citizens Police Academy I want to say that police officers officers had an incredibly high suicide rate if I'm not mistaken and we all get it we can we can really see why the stress their cortisol has to be like running on high. And I so appreciate that you've taken the time to do this. But before we go, tell everyone where we can get the movie, where we can find it. How do we watch it? Absolutely. So it's um, it comes out on October the 24th. So it's available in theaters. Yay. Um, out with the family, date night, whatever you want. And October the 24th and 25th. Those are the only two days. So get in while you can if you want the whole theater experience with the popcorn. Um, to buy your tickets, you can go to firstrespondersmovie.com. Firstrespondersmovie.com. Yeah. Um, you can type in your zip code. It'll show up all the theaters. 
that you can go to and get your tickets and, and go check it out. Yeah, well, I will, we will, my husband and I will definitely do that because that's another thing. And I would encourage all listeners or viewers, you know, thank you for being here and staying the course here with us today on this episode. But from there, I would invite you and even kind of charge you or call you to support Christian media, faith-based media, because it's that in and of itself is not an easy run. And that's it. There are additional difficulties, I'm sure there. We need to rise up and support other businesses and companies who are, who are trying their best to spread the good news and to say that there is something there is something to living and God can definitely be a part of this. And we need each other and we need God and God is real in our lives. And so definitely get out there. I will put the first responder movie.com. I'll put that show, that link also in the notes and uh, everyone can, can take a look. So thank you so much for, for coming on. And I ask, I just thank you so much. And I wonder, are you comfortable praying, Mari? If you're not, I can cut this out, but I I would love you to pray just over that, that listener or viewer who says, man, my life is really tough right now. And I have my own set of traumatic events that have happened. And I don't, you know, I, I could use a little prayer, a little word from Mari. So I think that would be awesome. if you. I would love to do that. Thank you so much. Dear Lord God, Thank you so much for today and the opportunity to share you and who you are and all of your blessings and goodness through media. What a great opportunity to just have you um, in different ways to learn about. Please um, watch over this audience and for the listeners who may have something going on in their own lives, something from their childhood, something from their adulthood, any kind of situation that makes them feel like surely I'm the only one surely that doesn't happen to anyone else for those who have been vocal I think there's been a realization of how that can be helpful and healing and Lord God I ask that you help them who feel alone in these circumstances or pain or emotions from the past or even the present Find a person, a community, a resource. This website, you know, with other the other resources that are available um, to realize they're not alone. And there's power in knowing that. There's power in knowing what you're experiencing is pretty common. There's power in knowing that other people may have struggled the same way. And there's power in knowing the goodness of how you heal. You could heal our hearts, you could heal our memories, you could help us see a greater way and use us as testimony, as uh, our testimonies for you through our trauma. The Lord God, please be with every viewer, even those who may feel like they're in a great place, to have an open heart and curiosity for those around them to maybe be a loving uh, healing resource for them so that it all goes and guides to you, Lord God, for your prayers, your word, all of your words are able to heal. And let us declare your healing. Let us declare your power. 
audibly in the name of Jesus Christ for our mind and our future and our recovery in every way. Thank you so much, God. And, and thank you for letting me be able to, to talk a lot um, in your name. Thank you so much. That was just a beautiful prayer. And I can't wait to have this episode drop and, and just share you with everybody else. So we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. And keep up the great work. I love so much what you're doing. I, it's, it's awesome. Just keep it up. Well, yeah, we have to have you back. Let's have you back because you're so fun and the energy is just so there. <laughs> I would love to have you back later after you, you know, maybe in a year or two or something like that. Let's check back in and, and I'll reach out to you and see just where, what you're doing and what's going on. So that would be so fun to do that. Absolutely. So whatever I can do to help support you, you are, you are on it. Like you are, <laughs> you are living like my dream. Like seriously, like what you're doing, like amazing. So well, thank you. you with that. Oh my gosh, that means a lot, a lot to me because sometimes, you know, this is a, I'm not going to say a lonely job because it's not really lonely, but it, you sometimes can feel like you're just this little lone ranger or whatever. I don't, you, you know, we just keep doing it or I do. I just think, Lord, you've called me to do this. I have a lot of fun doing it. It's such a blessing to it. I get to meet amazing people like you and and so we're working kind of together and we're talking about God and his word and his truths and how powerful, how powerfully that, that, that impacts our life. And so it's, I'm just going to keep doing it. I kind of have to put the blinders on and just say, I'm just you know, why not? And I, you know, I, I wish I had a clever phrase like some of your friends, but I, I don't, but I just think I'm just going to keep on having fun until, until maybe there's something else. So I, you know, I don't know, but I do appreciate the comment and the encouragement there. So that's awesome. So thank you so much again for appearing on the show. Thank you. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.